Dyslexia can cause big problems for children and students of all ages as they go through our education system. More is understood, thankfully, about the challenges and various forms of help available these days. And Una Buckley is a trained dyslexic tutor and assessor with Blossom for Life. And she's on the line. Good morning to you, Una. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good. So you describe yourself as being crippled with dyslexia when you were in school. Just talk to me about that, how it manifested itself and the impact. Yes, I suppose I've naturally and and very fortunately have ended up in a space that, you know, I have had experiences myself with. So both in primary school and secondary school, I would have greatly struggled with a range of, of different dynamics, reading, writing, spelling, math, nothing majorly severe. Thankfully, I've moved through all of my education paths and universities, but general day-to-day logistics, doing homework, sitting down, doing lots of writing was very challenging for me. Now, I was fortunate and fortunate in a way that I was assessed quite at a later stage in secondary school, so there was a lot of years that had passed by without any additional support being given, and I suppose that early intervention piece is is very essential to, to help and support for students with different ways of learning. Yeah, One of the things these days is that uh, a lot of us think we understand better the definition of dyslexia but I mean practically speaking how does it impact you? So for me and I suppose it's important to note that let's say my dyslexia and other people's dyslexia may vary drastically so I have quite a high levels of spelling rate and a difficulty more with the reading side and others maybe the other way around. Some students as well may have an overlap with maths, they may have an overlap with handwriting. So we have different strands to dyslexia. So we have dyslexia as maybe a traditional cohort. Then we have dysgraphia, which links in with a disability or a difficulty with your handwriting and processing. And we have dyscalculia, which is let's say a math strand. So a student may have difficulties also with reading, but they may have further difficulties at even a young age then of maths. So it it is very individualistic. So what works for one or what remedies work for one, let's say, won't necessarily work for the other. So that's the the complexity, unfortunately, of the situation. It's not like a broken bone and it repairs. Yes. It's it's very different in that sense. Yeah, we're chatting to Una Buckley, who's a trained dyslexic tutor this morning. Um, School, I mean, it sounded pretty horrendous. I mean, you were bullied. Was that as a result of dyslexia? Well, it's a mix, I suppose, really, to be honest, Joe. Like, obviously, you know, if you're behind a little bit in class and then you go to the next class and you're behind a little bit there, you know, people, you know, catch on to these things at times in a school setting. And, you know, ever increasingly now we have ever precedent levels of bullying and, you know, social media bullying and, and everything across the board. So thankfully, it was never anything severe. I was very fortunate to be quite resilient to, to deal with any complexities. But yes, for a lot of students that we work with even today, they experience aspects of, of bullying and name calling by their because of their differences and because of their the way that they perceive information. Mm. What about anxiety then? I mean, was it interwoven with dyslexia for you? For me, it definitely was, yes. So obviously around exam periods or the prep for exams was definitely very challenging and stressful time. Um, obviously now in the next few weeks, people will be prepping um, for the Christmas tests, so obviously in secondary school or even college exams. And that definitely for me was a very peak time of stress to understand an awful lot of information, memorise it both in your short term and long term memory, and then try and produce it in an exam setting, traditionally on a paper format, in a certain amount of time. So it is very 
you know, stressful, <laughs> impacts sleep, impacts wellness, you know, it impacts lots of things across the board. So it's very important that students learn these abilities to be able to, to manage these set requirements in an educational mm. setting. And you mentioned doing it that you did get support as a teenager. Um, and how was it identified and then the sort of support and how helpful? Yeah, so I was assessed at a later age in school and then would have gotten intervention mainly for my exam setting. So I would have gotten a reader, I would have typed some of my exams, I would have gotten a spelling and grammar waiver, which lots of students get nowadays, which is great. Um, but generally, unfortunately, the one-to-one help was very, very limited and is still limited now, obviously, with resources. So I still had the same curriculum to learn. I still had to go home every evening and produce the same amount of homework or, you know, produce the same information and write, obviously, the exact same test as everybody else, just in a slightly different format. So those exam techniques are really vital. So how do we help students with different ways of learning actually get through a system that often isn't built for them? And uh, thankfully, that's the the area that we specialise in. We do have a free booklet at the moment, Joe, just on our website for any parents or teachers listening that maybe want some additional suggestions of uh, how to help a student in the classroom or at home press for exams or press for any settings because obviously this is a stressful time for lots of different people. Right, this is Blossom for Life. That's exactly. four, the, the number four. Um, and, and, and I know, I mean, you know, you've gone on through formal education, uh, haven't you? It certainly is something that you learned to deal with. Exactly, yeah. I've been very fortunate to be quite determined to come from an educational background um, so I've done many, many years um, in various universities with various different courses. Um, I suppose the support there varied drastically from a secondary school or from a primary school perspective. But nevertheless, again, you still have the same additional information that you need to understand and you need to be able to produce. And again, obviously, at a university level, there's an awful lot more expected of you and an awful lot of self-directed learning. So it's, it's just a different skill set, but often it is essential for, for students and for kids the younger that they can, you know, get into any of these things and learn a different way of doing things, the better they'll be able to deal and cope with situations. Um, and Una, I mean, do you still worry that you know, late diagnosis will continue to be a problem or or have we advanced beyond that now? I think that's mixed and that's a very good question, Joe. Yes, we have, let's say, come up with various models and I think, thankfully, with teacher training and lecture training in universities and, you know, even an early intervention and reports, let's say, and stats will show that we are detecting more and more at an earlier age. However, there are still many, many students falling between the cracks and the unfortunate thing is the misdiagnosis. So what will happen is they may get an assessment done or a teacher may flag them and they may be a little bit borderline they may have to go back to something else. And then maybe in two or three years' time, they might do another study and say, oh, actually, no, it was this instead of that. So we are, yes, becoming more aware, thankfully, as a society and students are being assessed. But unfortunately, like lots of things, lots of students are still falling between the cracks and told that they're, you know, just not concentrating or not putting in the work. And that may be the case with some students, but other students, there may be a different complexity under the surface that hasn't been fully brought to their attention. Okay, and we listen to the important uh, message from you this morning, including indeed to parents that don't automatically uh, assume that it may not be something like dyslexia that uh, your child is struggling with. Uh, But thank you uh, for talking to us, Una Buckley, who's a trained dyslexic tutor and assessor with Blossom for Life. That's number four, and you can go online and they have uh, great uh, tools and resources.
to help as well. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.